Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah! Definitely some disgust. Rose, and I think a little fear. Ah! But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in the end, Ernest convinces the actor guy that it's his calling to become the next Santa Claus. So the guy does, and takes on the magic bag, and suddenly he's all old and jolly with the white hair and beard and the whole getup. So basically, Ernest is in fact saving Christmas. The end. Okay. Thank you. Well done. Thank it's you. almost like I saw it. I Thanks, know. Brian. I, know. I, I appreciate you trying to save the holiday movie marathon we can't have tonight since the citywide power outage plunged New York City into darkness. Right. By giving us a detailed synopsis of all the movies on the list. My pleasure. A highlight was definitely the one-man performance of Sisters from mm. White Christmas. Yes. Aren't you glad I had those fans? I, I so am. It really good. helped. It really that did. That moment will stay with me and replay over and over again like a movie in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. So good. But I have to say the low point was Probably the shadow puppet retelling of Love Actually. Wait, really? Yeah, I mean, it was it was great, but it was very difficult. You to, couldn't read what the sign said. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I it was very difficult to keep track of who was who when you were just using your middle finger. It's my most emotive finger, Kevin. I, I get it, but I, but I think we should take a break and see if there's some new updates on the radio. Yeah, and I want to try and call Jay again and see if I can get a hold of him. I'm really getting worried. No, Kimberly, I, I thought about it, and you don't have to worry. If they're trapped underground without power, mm-hmm. then it's probably freezing in the train car that oh, Jay's yeah, in yeah. because the heat's probably turned off. What? So basically, it's a giant freezer, so oh. the Trader Joe's food will be absolutely fine. Kevin? No, Kevin, she meant she's worried about Jay, not the food. Yeah. Oh, right. To- totally me too. To- totally. It's smooth, Kevin. I thought he was the enemy of the show. Come on, pick up, pick up. 
Hello? Jaybird, oh my god. Oh my god, you guys, it's him. He has service. Cool. Uh, the train's inch forward a bit, uh, but I think I found a spot on the train where I'm getting service. Are you guys okay? Us? We're fine. We're more worried about... How is the food? The food, glorious food! The food's fine, Kevin. Thanks for asking. I mean, though I will say, babe, uh, the longer we're going down here, uh, the more people are starting to eye me and the Trader Joe's bag. It's getting flies. It's, uh... Sm- Jay, you're breaking up. I can't. Jay, damn, he must have lost service. Let's, let's, look, uh, let's check the old-timey radio for any news updates. There's no place like home for the holidays, except Broadway. So for all your best Broadway tickets, check out goldstar.com. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to BWAY News. I'm Vince Fontaine here with your plot furthering report. If you want to wash your hands, your face, and hair with snow, you're in luck because the storm is still raging outside in NYC and the power outage affecting the entire greater NYC area shows no signs of being fixed. Though unofficials assure us that they have almost finished filling out the paperwork required to request the meeting to organize the committee to investigate what's actually going on outside... Our super-famous celebrity watch is reporting that the broad-wasted holiday feast is still being held up due to the power outage that has trapped Jay and their super-sweet Trader Joe's food underground on a frozen MTA subway car full of people who have now organized into two distinct enemy nations that are battling this cold war the only way they can think of by having one person from each side face each other in a surprisingly intense chess match. (gasps) Whoa. I just hope Jay is careful and remembers what I told him. Nobody's on nobody's side. I know he can take care of himself, Kimberly. I know him so well. We're proud to bring you part two of It's a Broad-Wasted Life! Exclamation point. A parody of the classic holiday film starring Jimmy Stewart, Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life! Exclamation point. When part one concluded, our protagonist, George Failing, had been dragged away from a romantic evening with Mary due to his father being rushed to the hospital, while Jesus Christ superstar Asaka, the starkeeper, and Clarence and Clarity watched from above. So now, without further ado, we proudly present part two of It's a Broad-Wasted Life! Exclamation point. Yes, Clarence and Flaherty. What happened to George's father that night he was rushed to the hospital and George had to leave Mary? Oh, Clarence. George's father died. It was just his time. Jesus is right, Clarence. I keep very detailed records. It was, in fact, his time. Oh, no. Did did George ever go to New York City like he dreamed? He canceled his trip to stay home and help settle his father's affairs. Oh, what a good man. Well, 
He was his daddy's son. In fact, that's where we'll start watching George's memories again. The moment that George sat down with the board of directors of Broadway Bound Kids to discuss the future of the organization moving forward after his father's passing. Gentlemen, gentlemen, to start off this meeting, may I again share with George and Aunt Millie all of our condolences for the loss of his father, her brother. He was a great man and a true visionary. And who can say if we've been changed for the better? But because we knew him, we have been changed for good. Hear, hear. Thank you, all of you. I know that my father would be honored to know that he has such great men and women continuing his legacy. His legacy, ha. Mr. Plotter, please. George's father was a decent man. He was an honest man. What he did for love was admirable, don't get me wrong. But the man was a daft and dewy-eyed dope who was always building up impossible hope. Impossible. Now, Mr. Plotter, I'm going to need you to stop there. You know nothing about my father. I knew your father, and I know you, George Failing. And even if I don't, I know one thing better than every person at this table, and that's business. And so I know a thing or two about the real world, and kids don't need the arts. They don't need theater. They just need sports and math and passable reading skills, which is why I want to move to close down Broadway-bound kids for forever. Mr. Plotter, cut the cord. On this, a dream my brother adored. Mr. Plotter, you're nothing but... nothing but an alley cat, dirty rat, double-crosser I'd love to just... Love? I got it good. What do I need with love? I am putting forward the motion to close down Broadway-bound kids. Mr. Plotter, you can't be serious. I'm serious. I'm less of a Marilyn, more of a Jackie serious. I am the highest-ranking member on this board, and in order to challenge my authority, all of you will have to unanimously vote against me. I don't think all of you would be stupid enough to challenge me. Shall we put it to a vote? Now, wait just a minute, Mr. Plotter. How dare you speak this way about my father and his, what did you call it, impossible dream? Well, a dream is a wish your heart makes, Mr. Plotter, and my father knew that you got a half heart. When men like you are saying that we'll never win, that Broadway-bound kids shouldn't do so much to, to enrich all these children's lives with the pillars of community, self-expression, confidence, and creativity. Now you listen here, boy. Now, no, Mr. Plotter, shut up and listen as I tell you how to move on from this absurd motion and never speak of my father or his dream like that again. You know nothing about him and care even less. How could you understand our dream to ensure the leaders of tomorrow find compassion and love through exposure to theater? You come here like the king in New York and you plunder our wisdom, our knowledge, our wealth, and bleeding us dry. You long for our spirit, but that you will never possess, Mr. Plotter. Not while I'm around. And if you think any of these fine, upstanding citizens would turn their back on my father's dream for you, Mr. Plotter, you're sadly mistaken. You won't ever get any of my father's dream. Not from me. Not from anyone who knew him. Not a morsel. Not a crumb. Not a clue. I have nothing more to say to you. Well, gentlemen, shall we vote on Mr. Plotter's proposal? Somebody open up a window. <laughs> Way to go, George! Oh, gods, oh, gods! I have to say, I really like him. 
Well, what happens next? Try not to get worried. Try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Oh, don't you know everything's all right? <sighs> this is so suspenseful. I mean, I'm on the edge of glory and I'm hanging on the moment of truth out on the edge. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. As Starkeeper, I'm the musical canon keeper, and I must point out that you were just quoting a pop song by Lady Gaga. Ah, but she was in a musical movie, the remake of A Star Is Born. Right, but that song wasn't in the movie. If you'd quoted a song from the new A Star Is Born movie, it would have been a stretch. Like, you could have asked, is that all right, or something, but that was just straight up Edge of Glory. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I spoke out of turn. Edge of Glory does become a Broadway song in the Lady Gaga show in 2047 that stars 11 different women as the Lady Gaga throughout her illustrious career. So, we'll let that reference slide. So what happens next? Let's just watch what happens. To set the scene, George is riding on the shaky wheels of a dream that's rolling off the track. Overcome with emotion, George has exited the board meeting and ended up on the street outside. George looks around. He sees the park. It is depressing. George looks ahead. George sees the dark. George feels afraid. Where are the people out strolling on Sunday? George watches from across the street as the board members leave the building a few minutes later. Getting in their chitty-chitty cars and driving out to the streets where they live, the last person to leave was Mr. Plotter. A few moments later, Aunt Millie came running outside. Hello, George! Where did you go, George? I know you're near, George. I'm right here, Aunt Millie. What is it? What What's happened? Burn the bridge, bet the store. Well said in there to Plotter, Georgie. I can't, not for the life of me, believe that just happened, but I am so proud of you that it did. I've always wanted to see his face turn that specific shade of pretty woman dress red. Come here, George. I just have to pinch those cheeks. Gimme, gimme. Aunt Millie, what happened with the vote? Well... The minute you left the room, it turned a corner. They were all stopped on a dime, like they remembered something long forgotten that they didn't belong to Plotter. So the board has officially voted to turn down Mr. Plotter's motion to shut down Broadway-bound kids. That's incredible. I owe you. A bottle of cold champagne. No. Yeah, cold champagne. Damn, the bottle's all sweaty and everything. You went and got this? Pop the champagne. Okay, okay, so Broadway-bound kids stays open? That's great. Yeah. As long as you agree to take over and run Freedom Run the whole organization. I'm sorry, I, I don't think I heard you right. Remember about my deaf ear? Remember? I said, Broadway-bound kids only stays open if you agree to run the organization. The board fully fell in love with your speech, and, well, it has to be you or they vote to close it down. But Aunt Millie, I only postponed my move to New York City for a few weeks due to my dad's passing and needing to settle his affairs. I'm still leaving. I'm going to pursue my dream in NYC. I know, Georgie. And I told them that, but you know how it is. No matter what you say, boardrooms won't listen. What are they trying to do to me? Close every door to me? Hide all the world from me? I wish... Careful the wish you make. Wishes are children. And after all, you don't have to stay. You can still go. But then Broadway-bound kids... I'll think of something. Hey, you've done enough. Gotta have some positivity. At least your outburst bought me a day or two to think of something. 
Let's at least drink to that. Tonight we're drinking straight from the bottle. Cheers. Zuru wap bum. Okay, so when are you gonna start trying to convince me to stay? Oh, I would never do that to you. But here we go. I will say that Mary has been just the greatest to our family these past few weeks. She made that lasagna that we loved and those pies. And this morning, it was the strangest thing, really. She showed up and had a basket of baked goods and a frozen casserole. And a rock. A what? I mean, a big-ass rock. I asked her why, and she said you might need it. Say, Aunt Millie, isn't Mary going steady with Harvey Johnson? I mean, doesn't everyone expect her to... Listen, George. If he liked it, then he should have put a ring on it. Beyonce. Beyonce show on Broadway 2063. Thirteen women, three men, and six non-binary individuals portray the Queen Bee throughout her life and career. Yeah, I'd see that. Maybe I'll swing by Mary's house just to see if she's home. It's strange, this Mary. She leaves the room, yet remains. She lingers on. Something stirs me to think of her. I think of her. Going courtin', going courtin'. If you find it hard to break the ice... Aunt Billy, please. Going courtin', going courtin'. Here's a little feminine advice. Roll your eyes and heave a little sigh. Grunt and groan like you're about to die. That is what's known as a motin going courtin'. Okay, that was a lot. I gotta go. Well, you're stuck with me. You'll never get away from me. You could climb the tallest tree. I'd be there somehow. Here's your hat. That won't stop me now. Come on. Give me a hug. Go and find your love. Go and swim the sea. You know where I'll be. Always there with me. George Failing. I'll see you at home, Aunt Millie. So off George went with only fate as his guide. He decided if anything was meant to keep him away from going to Mary's, it would happen. And what would you know? But on his walk to Mary's house, George ran into someone. Well, two someones. And he thought it might be written in the stars. George Failing, is that? I think it is. George Failing! Well, hello, Daisy. Howdy, Violet. That is a mighty nice dress you're both wearing. Oh, this old thing? <laughs> Talk about rags. Absolutely ragtime. But thank you for the compliment. Still heading off to New York City? Going to be a star? I don't know. Things are getting complicated. Oh, trust us. We understand complicated. We both want to be stars and run away to the bright lights of New York City. Well, she wants stability. She would like fame. I want serenity. Frenzy to claim. Wow, you can't agree on a single response. We want what everyone wants. Well, y you know what? Let's do it. What? Run away with me. Ah, oh, we'll be on the road like Jack Kerouac. Don't look back. Oh, George Vailing, what has gotten into you? I'll give you stars in the moon and a soul to guide you and a promise I'll never go. I will give you hope to bring out all the life inside you and the strength that will help you grow. I will give you truth and a future that's 20 times better than any Hollywood plot. Wow, George, this is all so sudden. But we must say thank you for your offer. But you know, we'd rather have a yacht. Then you know what? You should have it. At least a chance at it. George Failing, what are you talking about? Here, take this. What is it? My one-way ticket to New York City. And the name and contact info of a friend I was going to stay with when I was there. He lives with his aunt and they have a spare room. I'll phone them and alert them that you're coming. They'll be happy to have you. George, you can't be serious. This is your ticket, your dream. You can't give it away. Giving this ticket to you is an incredible investment. I expect a large donation to Broadway-bound kids once you become a star. Zzz, stars. Oh, my goodness, George. 
Why do I feel like I swallowed a butterfly? Tickling inside makes me laugh till I want to cry. Why are my eyes getting moist while my throat is dry? It's because of you, George Failing. You're a special guy. And we'll never forget this. Can you believe it, Daisy? New York! New York! It's a hell of a town. Best of luck, or should I say, break two legs. Thank, thank you, you, George. George. Thank, thank you, you, thank you. you. Wow. And just like that, George gave up his dream to go to New York, New York. His chance to wake up in the city that doesn't sleep, to find he's king of the hill, top of the heap. Okay, okay. Don't do a kick line over it. That's a big idea. I'm not walking down the road. No, but you're walking when I have this perfectly good cab here ready to take you anywhere you want to go. Oh, Rod! I didn't see it was you. How's my best friend doing? Almost as good as your other best friend. Nikki! You're in there too? I shouldn't say I'm surprised. Rod and Nikki are always together, aren't they? Rod's just giving me a ride into the station. The police station. Since from my uniform, you can clearly tell I'm a police officer. Yes, I did gather that from the visual cues, but I'm glad that we're making it an audible confirmation that you are clearly a police officer. Rod, the cab driver, and Nikki, the police officer, my two best friends! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, These two guys are his best friends. Where have they been for the whole story so far? They were visiting Rod's girlfriend who lives in... Canada. She's a Newfoundlander, I believe. I don't know. I just don't completely buy that these two guys are best friends with George. Just wait. For what, a miracle? Yes. Also known as the magic of musical theater. Come on, George. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Free of charge. Yeah. And I'll give you a police escort, courtesy of the tax-paying folks of Bedlam Falls. Wow, guys. You make me want to shout out, I've got a friend, like Carol King, or was it Carly Simon used to sing? I always get those two confused. But anyway. You don't just have friends in us, Georgie. That's right. We're not just friends. We're best friends. That's right, Nikki. And let's prove it. When I hold a note, you sing it just as long. That's how we show we're buddies in a song. When you're in a pinch, don't flinch, I'll be there soon. That's how we show we're buddies in a tune. When you sing with me, we know the key, we even harmonize. We're surprisingly emotionally expressive for a group of guys. When you're in a bind, you'll find where you belong. When your buddy's there beside you with a song. We could say you're great, but that lacks the weight of what we really feel. We could say you're swell, but then you can't tell if we are being real. So we thought When you change the key with me, it can't be wrong. When we say that we are buddies in a song. Rather belt it out than shout you're close to me. It's true. 
audibly express it so the world believes When we close it out No doubt they'll ring the gong That's how we show we're buddies Let the world all know we're buddies That's how we show we're buddies In a song Mary, who is that boy standing outside pacing in front of our house? I don't know, Mother Darling. I'm not currently spying on people out the window like you are. I'm feeding the cats. Meow, 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 meow. Is it Jerry? I told him he could come over for some corn. Well, let me look. No, it's not Jerry. Why, it's George Failing, Mother. What does he want? To marry you? Could be. Who knows? I'm going to try tap, tap, tapping on the glass and waving through the window. No, I don't think he can see. He isn't waving back at me. I think he saw you. No, Mom. Just look out there. Is anybody waving back at me? Huh? Is anybody waving? 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 Whoa! Mary, he's not waving because he's here at the front door. Hello, Mary. Good evening, Mrs. Gillis. Well, anyway, I'm leaving. I'll be upstairs if you need anything, Mary. Thank you, Mother Darling. Good to see your mother is doing well. Yeah, she's great. We're two peas in a pod. We've been spending the day getting the house ready for another winter in a summer town. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just watching the trajectory of my life change in a flash. What? You know what they say? Moments in the woods. Who says that? Oh, you know, people. People who need people. George, I don't really understand what you're talking about. Look, what I'm trying to say is... Mary, answer the telephone! I'm with George Failing, Mother Darling. But Mary, it's Harvey Johnson calling long distance! I've got to take this. Should I wait? No law against waiting. People do it all the time. Hello? (coughs) Zoot de wobbum, Harvey, to you too. It's good to hear your voice. (coughs) Yeah, you too. Right now? Well... Right now, I'm actually entertaining a guest. You know him. Yes, it's George Failing. Why'd you have to tell him I'm here? What, Harvey? You sure? Okay. George, he wants to talk to you, too. He wants to talk to me? Come here, we'll share the phone receiver. Well, all right. Uh, Mary? Uh, hello, Mary. Um, this is Harvey Johnson. Can I speak to George? We're here, Harvey. Well, suit do wop bum if it isn't George Failing. You're trying to steal my high school sweetheart? Well, I was just here to ask Mary. Oh, I'm only teasing you, George. Uh, I have something way more important to talk about. So listen. Okay? I need your theater expertise, and I need it now. I'm out here in New York making loads of money as an investment real estate vice president broker agent consultant. And this new project comes across my desk with a chance to invest. For what I make in a week, they'll sign a contract making me 25% owner of the show. And I just don't know. Well, uh, gee, Harvey, what's it about? A man who sees an invisible giant rabbit? No, no. No. This one, it's a a hip-hop musical about an American historical figure that wasn't even ever president. George Hamilton is what they're calling it, I think. Or that's who's starring it. I don't know. I'm skeptical. Well, you know, I bet that show would be both inspiring and iconic. I would think you should put as much money as you can into that show. You sure? I'm positive. I wish I could get in on the ground floor of that one. Well, you can. As soon as you go to New York, call me. 
I'll set up some meetings. I'll get you in the same cut that I'm getting. Hell, I'll even front you the money so there's no risk. So hurry up and get yourself here to New York. Let's make some money on Linda Hamilton. Well, see, Harvey, here's the thing. Listen, kids. I like to chat more, but I've got to run. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Call me when you get to New York, Georgie. And, and Mary, you still there? Yes, Harvey, I'm here. Call me if that fool doesn't propose to you. Good night, young lovers. Zoot do up. Um. Well, sounds like he's doing well. What was your hesitation about? When he said to contact him when you get to New York. What? Nothing. You looked like you felt... I felt nothing! Sad. I should go. Why did you come over here? Why did you hesitate when Harvey said... Because I'm not going to New York. And I tell you, I gotta get out of here. It's like I'm being tied to the hood of a yellow rental truck, being packed in with fertilizer and fuel oil and pushed over a cliff by a, a suicidal Mickey Mouse. Well, then what's stopping you? Go, look at me, just go. Don't say anything, just go. No, Mary, listen. Well, I hope you're proud of your big decision. Yeah, I hope it's all that you want and more. Now you're free from the agonizing life you were living before. No, Mary... Mary, what's going on down there? What's all this shouting about? George Failing is kissing me too fiercely and holding me too tight, Mother. Well, you tell him I'm calling his Aunt Millie to make sure that she gets him to the church on time on Sunday so he can explain himself to Jesus. Hey, that's me. She name-dropped me. Jesus, please. This is the romantic part. Sorry. Why did you say I was doing those things? That's not why I came over here. Then why did you come over here? Because I just know. You just know what? When my love comes along, I know then and there. I know at the sight of her face how I care. How I care. How I care. So I give you 10,000 reasons to not let me go. And if you really see me, if you like me for me and nothing else, well, that's all I've wanted for longer than you could possibly know. And I am telling you, I am not going to New York. You're the best woman I'll ever know. There is no way I could ever go. Darling, there is no way. No, no, no way I am living without you. I'm staying. I'm staying. And you, and you, and you, you're going to love me. Oh, George. I got your rock. Oh, yeah. The one I dropped off at your house this morning. I thought I should remind you to keep dreaming. Yeah, I got that rock. But I mean the rock I got when I had breakfast at Tiffany's. George Failing. It's beautiful. The Carol King musical. <laughs> Sorry, that thing is happening because I'm nervous. Marry me a little. Love me just enough. What do you say? How George looks. I could look at him forever. So is that a yes? There are worse things I could do. Mary! Yes, George. Yes, I'll marry you. And so George and Mary got married. It was a rainy day, but a happy day. Isn't it bad luck for it to rain on your wedding day? No, that's raining on prom night. Oh, right, right, right. George and Mary's wedding was a beautiful event, and then afterwards... Congrats again, George. Oh, thanks, Rod. We're so happy for you, George. Thanks, Nikki. Now, if you don't mind, we'd love a ride to the airport. Rod, time to start the honeymoon in Vegas. Yes, please. Sure thing, you lovebirds. Let's go. Wait, hold on. I'm getting something on my police radio. All right. A 
Attention all units. We have a report of a disturbance at the Broadway-bound kids' headquarters. N wait, Nikki, what'd that say? There's a large crowd gathered, and there's some lady with a fierce 1920s bob shouting at what looks like the bank examiner. Aunt Millie? I wonder where she'd gotten off to. I gotta go check this out. Oh, George, please don't. Let it go. Let it go. Let's turn away and slam the door. I'll just check it out. I'll be right with you, Mary. Rod, do something for me. Anything for you, pal. Take my beautiful, amazing, intelligent, dazzling wife. Dazzling, huh? Take her wherever she wants to go, and then in 20 minutes' time, come swing by the Broadway-bound kids building, pick me up, and take me wherever she is. You got it, George. Mary... Your chariot awaits. Nikki, can you take me to the Broadway-bound kids' headquarters? I've got a singular impression we'll be moving too fast. Let's go. Mary. Hurry up, George. It's our honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, Mary, I want to make you smile whenever you're sad. Carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I want to do is grow old with you. And save the world. Because it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. My husband, George Failing. Go chop to the top, babe. I'll have us there in the next ten minutes. Can you handle that? Yeah, let's go. Okay, where to, woman in white? I'm pretty sure our honeymoon isn't happening. So, I have a plan, Rod, but I need your help. Well, what are we waiting for? The transition music. Okay, now we can go. So off George went to the Broadway-bound kids' headquarters. Aunt Millie! Aunt Millie, what's the fuss? Tell me what's a-happening. It's that evil man, Mr. Plotter, I tell ya. Doing this to us when it's your wedding day. What's he done now? He's shown us how the other half, how the other half lives. Through conniving, dirty, no good. Aunt Millie, explain. He's pulled strings and got the bank afraid that we're gonna default on our loan because we're a couple payments behind. Aunt Millie? So now, the bank examiner is here to collect what we owe plus interest. Or they're going to close us down. They can't do that. I'm afraid they can. They own the building. And, and they're going to put padlocks on the doors if we don't hand them a couple thousand dollars right now. And, and of course, the banks aren't open at this hour. And I just... Emily, wait. Wherever are we going to get that kind of money, George? I have my money for my honeymoon in Vegas. No, George, you couldn't. Aunt Millie, I, I couldn't go on my honeymoon knowing I have nothing to come back here to. Plus, this will be the last time we have any worries like this. I can feel it. Things are looking up for us. So George gave away his honeymoon in Vegas for Broadway-bound kids. Oh, no. George worried the whole way in the back of Rod's cab about how he was going to tell Mary what he'd had to do. He was worried she'd be furious. He was so worried, in fact that he didn't pay attention to where Rod was taking him until they pulled up right outside the old house where they had thrown rocks in the window. Well, Rod, what are we doing here? I want you to take me to Mary. She said to bring you here and to tell you to go inside. Inside? What's going on here? Mary! Ma Mary, are you here? Welcome home, Mr. Failing. Whatever do you mean, Mrs. Phelan? I mean what I said. This house is ours. My parents bought it for us as our wedding present. This house? You don't say. Just imagine it, George. In this house we can build, every room inside is filled with things from far away. The special things I compile, each one there to make you smile on a rainy day like today. Oh, Mary, I am unworthy of your love. Loving you is not a choice. It's who I am. 
Oh, George, looking around this house and at you, well, I just think of what the world could be. A vision of the one I see. A million dreams is all it's going to take. A million dreams of the world we're going to make. And the next few years flew by in diapers, report cards, and spoke wheels, and speeding tickets, and contracts, dollars. More spent than earned. But George felt like, in a flash, eight years had flown by. George and Mary now have four little children. Evan, Connor, Alana, and little Zoe. And Broadway-bound kids was thriving. Minus a few battles with Mr. Plotter. In the outside world, a giant battle was being fought. The Great War. Oh, dear. So many boys overseas dreaming of the old red hills of home. George couldn't fight on account of his deaf ear, but his brother Harry was a pilot and single-handedly saved an entire battalion of men. He was a hero, and George couldn't have been prouder. Daisy and Violet became Broadway stars. Harvey Johnson is on Easy Street after investing in that smash hit, Hamilton. Everyone seemed to be living their best life, if only it could have continued for one day more. But unfortunately... One day at the bank. Hello. Are there any tellers working today? I've got to make a big deposit of all our newest donations for Broadway-bound kids. They don't seem to be working today. There's just a sign on the glass saying, Followed Mr. Bank's advice and all went to fly kites. Bloody kites. Oh, Mr. Plotter, I didn't see you there, lurking over there like the king of the Shadowlands. Come to visit your only friend, your money? You ain't never had a friend like money, Millie. I know you and your family. You all pinned your futures on green glass loves. We don't have fortunes in the bank, that's true, but we always seem to have enough. Just enough to keep Broadway-bound kids open, despite your best attempts to close us down. But you're no match for my nephew Georgie or my nephew Harry, the hero. Did you hear? The President of the United States put a medal on his chest and called him a hero. Here, look at this newspaper. I've already seen this morning's paper, thank you. Oh, no, you don't. I want to see you hold it, to see you shake with rage at the success of the failing family. There, wow, if that isn't a sight to see. Ladies and gentlemen, due to the sudden change in the wind and the appearance of a woman clutching a carpet bag flying with the assistance of only an umbrella, the tellers have returned from today's excursion. Please approach the next available window. So, I take it you'll finally leave me alone? Leave you? Leave you? How could I leave you alone? Guess. (laughs) Why can't a woman be more like a man? Men are so... Oh, wait, what's this? There was an envelope folded into this newspaper she handed me. A deposit envelope filled to the brim with money. (laughs) At last, my chance to destroy Broadway-bound kids for good... This is what you'll never understand about business, George Failing. It takes that killer instinct, that killer desire. Are you the little ant, or do you set the ants on fire? Because right now, the magnifying glass is right above your head. <laughs> Um, Aunt 
Millie. Yes? Is there a problem? Well, I have your ID and the deposit slip. Okay, so what's wrong? Well, where's the money? What? Don't be silly, it's right... It's... Oh, goodness, I must have left the envelope in my purse. I'm sorry, I just... I... I just had it. It was in my hands and then I... Wait. Excuse me just a moment. Mr. Plotter? Mr. Plotter! But Mr. Plotter couldn't hear her because he was down the street making a phone call. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bank Examiner. Yes, this is Mr. Plotter. Yes, I'm fine. Save the kissing up for another day. Yes, well, I'm calling because I feel that I must tell you that I have some very serious doubts about the ways the Broadway-bound kids' funds are being used. Well, let's just say I have it firsthand that they can't account for a large amount of money that was recently donated to their wonderful and important organization. Yes, please, go to their office tonight and demand to see the funds. Oh, and Mr. Bank Examiner, I'd bring a police officer with you, because it's time George Failing learned to dance the cell block tango. <laughs> oh no, George, he's being set up, and he doesn't even know it. Plotter is having a revenge party, and poor George has no idea what's just around the river bend. But back at the Broadway-bound kids' headquarters, he's about to find out. All right, everyone, another great year for Broadway Bound Kids. I am so honored and blessed to work with all of you and carry on the mission of empowering young people's lives through the performing arts in a transformative and inclusive community. Aunt Millie will be back any moment now, and we will open this champagne and have a wild party. Oh, here's Aunt Millie now. Wait, oh no, it's my best friend, Officer Nikki, and the bank examiner. Good evening, Mr. Failing. It has come to our attention that there have been some questionable financial practices happening here at Broadway Bound Kids, and I've been sent to look into your accounts and make sure everything is in order. Well, I mean, we're about to have a party, Mr. Bank Examiner, but I can assure you that... The only thing that will give me assurance is looking through the accounts so I can go and spend the holidays with my family, if you don't mind. Uh, well, yes, of course, there's no need for anyone to get upset, have some punch or cake. Nikki, they have your favorite cheeseburgers in paradise. This will only take a moment. Aunt Millie's on her way back from the bank right now. George. Oh, George, we've got trouble. Right here in Broadway Bound Kids with a capital B and that rhymes with D and that stands for Emily, doomed. Emily, please, the bank examiner's here. What? Oh, God. Hello. Ignore all that. I'm, uh... I'm in the community theater play, and I was running my lines before opening night. It's opening night. What's the show? A production of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. George, can I speak with you in the office quickly about the play? It's very important. Then we can help out this man with his inquiries. Excuse me, gentlemen. We'll be right with you. Everyone just hold tight. We'll start the party soon. What's going on? The money. It's gone. What do you mean? What do you mean the money's gone? The money kept rolling in from all directions. It was in my left hand on the way to the bank. Then I switched it to my right when I got on the train. It was in my purse while I read my book. Then I folded it inside the paper I was reading, or else I put it back in my purse, or it fell out somewhere along the way. But it's gone, George. It's gone. All of it. All 
the money we had raised, everything I was supposed to deposit. It's so long, Dirigon. What? Uh, how? How did you lose the money? I don't know. How did you lose? George, shh. The bank examiner will hear you. Well, he's going to find out, isn't he? One way or another. Why don't you just shout it since you lost it, Aunt Millie? Why don't you do the honors and make him hear you? George, I'm so sorry. Oh, those are words, words, words. I'm so sick of words, Aunt Millie. Do you know what you've done to me? As the person in charge here, I'm going to take the fall for this. They're, they're going to take me to prison. No, George. I'll tell them it's me. I'll explain. Explain? Explain how all of our money, everything we've raised, is suddenly gone? We are past the point of no return, Aunt Millie. I'm going to prison. Ah, I got to, I just got to, oh, God, I've got to get home to Mary and the kids. I'll hold them off here as long as I can, George. I'm sorry, George. I just stand here sorry. Searching for something to say, something to say. Don't worry, George. I'll figure something out. I think it's too late for that. What's going to happen to George? In the thrilling conclusion of It's a Broad Wasted Life! Exclamation point! Clarence enters the story and George has to disappear to find himself. But until then... This is Vince Fontaine for the BWAY Wrap-Up Report. The storm continues to rage, and local high school student Gretchen was quoted as saying, This is the most unfetchiest thing that has ever happened. As the world above ground awaits for their eyes to adjust, thank God for the moon. The world underground has broken out into full epic warfare. The uptown train containing broad-waisted frenemy of the show, Jay Schmidt, has built a barricade and are diligently working on their harmonies for Seize the Day. Oh no, a barricade? That's awful. No, it's totally fine, Kimberly. They have a barricade in Les Mis and it works out well for everyone. Uh... No, no, Kevin. Basically, everyone dies but like Marius. And Cosette. Yeah. Yeah, but they all get to come back for the last song. As ghosts! But singing ghosts? (laughs) Before we sign off, BWAY News would like to remind all our listeners about the reason for this seasonal holiday radio play fun. The amazing work being done by the real folks behind the non-profit organization Broadway Bound Kids. Hi, Broadwasters. Is that is that what they call themselves? This is Jen Gambatis. Jeremy Jordan. T. Boyich. Jeremy Kushner. I'm Michael Cerberus. This is Squigs. Antoine L. Smith. Jared Zerilli. Brendan Stimson. Aaron Albano. Haley Pachoon. Robbie Roselle. Michael Kilgore. Madison Stratton. Andrew Bradis. James Monroe Eigelhart. And I'm Hannah Ellis, and this holiday season, all of us friends of the show want to ask all of you listeners of the show to look inside your theater-loving, radio play listening hearts and join us in supporting our amazing friends at Broadway Bound Kids. Broadway Bound Kids is a nonprofit that inspires and empowers young lives through the performing arts in a transformative and inclusive community. Their mission is simple. To make arts education accessible to as many students as possible throughout Manhattan and the surrounding boroughs. Students in the Broadway Bound Kids program experience creative and exciting classes and workshops. Led by talented, caring teaching artists who are professional performers here in the city. Just like all of us, Broadway Bound Kids passionately believes that involvement in the performing arts increases self-esteem, confidence, self-expression, critical thinking, and empathy. 
These lessons will aid students at home and in school. Your support enables Broadway-bound kids to offer free, subsidized, and scholarship programs for more than 500 students every week. $1,000 can sponsor one child for Broadway-bound kids for an entire year. So let's see how many year-long scholarships we can give out for Broadway-bound kids. Check out the Broadwasted Facebook page for the link to the Facebook fundraiser for Broadway-bound kids. Don't have a Facebook? Then go straight to www.broadwayboundkids.net and click on the donate button. And that's it. Hi, my name is Erin Glass, and I'm the founder of Broadway Bound Kids. Thank you so much for your support. And from all of us at Broadway Bound Kids. And all of us friends of the show. And, and from, from all of us at Broadway Stid. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We'll continue to give you up-to-date information as soon as we receive it. But until then, I'm Vince Fontaine for BWAY News. We'll be back with part three of It's a Broadwasted Life! Exclamation point! With music by Jason Pomerantz and lyrics by Kevin Jager. Okay, listeners, we'll be back next week with part three of It's a Broad Wasted Life. A special thanks to our friends with all the best tickets, goldstar.com. But until next time, I'm Brian. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kimberly. And as we end every episode, Zoo-doo-wop-bum. Cheers. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.